AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. I just said to you, is your actual name Blessing (laughs) Offer? I mean, like with a name like that, you better come into this world with a purpose. Uh, My mom did it, so props to mom. Um, (laughs) Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. She's the goat. Um, and you know, it's funny cause my sister's name is mercy and I have another sister named peace. Amazing. So like these are, that's just my parents, you know? Yeah. Are they, are they in music or they do anything? No, creative man, they, they are, I mean, they're entrepreneurs. They both live in Nigeria. They're both retired. They both owned and started businesses of their own back home. So yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. Well, I think most people probably know you from season seven of The Voice, but we in Nashville are lucky enough to know you as this major up and coming artist here that and I've actually been able to work with you recently a lot with the styling. Got me looking so good. I know. So fresh, so fresh. Um, But anyway, I wanted to when I first the first gig I ever did with you, actually, I was told part of your story and I literally thought to myself, I have to have this guy on the podcast. And so you and I connected (laughs) on that the last time we worked together. Yeah. And I was just saying to you that we have these monthly themes and this month, our theme is acceptance and how forward in our lives mm, so i come couldn't on. have thought of a better time to have you on to tell part of your story and mm. i think that's what we just want to do today with the listeners is just tell them who you are um how you got to where you are now where you're really just mm. kind of blowing up musically and um yeah you mentioned nigeria so why don't we yes well once upon a time i was <laughs> born in a small town in the southeastern portion of uh, Nigeria. (laughs) And, um, uh, it's funny. My grandmother was the first one to be like, huh, blessing is only looking at someone through the right, through his right eye. So my grandma actually first noticed that my, like my visual perception was not what it should be. So she brought that to somebody's attention and eventually they were like, Oh wow. 
So he's actually born, he's blind in his left eye because every day they would cover up my right eye and I'd like freak out. You know what I mean? Um, so I was born blind in my left eye, I had vision in my right eye. I was born with congenital glaucoma, okay, which is a very fancy word to say a lot of pressure in your eye. Mm. <laughs> um, and so as you can imagine, medical treatment in Nigeria is less than awesome. Right. And so uh, we had my dad's younger, bro- youngest brother was already in America on a soccer adventure. He's a, he was a professional soccer player for the Nigerian national soccer team, played for a bunch of colleges out here. He's kind of a big deal, you know? Amazing. Um, so as, as luck would have it, he was like, well, I, he was living in New Haven, Connecticut at the time. Um, and New Haven, if, and if, if you don't know your listeners, Yale, New Haven, uh, hospital and college is all right there. So he was able to get me here to go to Yale to, to get some medical treatment. So you moved, your parents let you go as I think I read a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. I came when I was six. Yeah. I mean, I, as a parent, like thinking about being a parent and letting my mm. six-year-old go to an entirely different country sounds oh. stressful. You know, I don't have kids, but right. I also go, how did they do that? <laughs> I have no children, but I'm just like, I wouldn't do it. Shoot. But like, don't you think that in and of itself, like that thought mm-hmm. of I wouldn't do it, I've come to realize is a selfish thought. Right. Because it's like, we wouldn't do it because we want them near us. And like, mm-hmm. we're like, I don't want to let my kid go. But like, my parents were like, wait, we don't want to let him go, but this is what's best for him. Right. It's actually one of the most selfless acts. Oh my God. Absolutely. The the older I get, the more I realize that. Cause I'm just like, how did you guys do that? And my dad always goes, well, you needed it. You needed to be there. Yeah. And so we love you, but we also knew what you needed. And like, that's what parents do theoretically. The good ones anyway. Right. So you moved to America with the hopes of going to Yale to get medical help to get your sight back in that eye. or, or so the left eye was born blind. The right eye had vision. So the hope was okay. to maintain the vision in the right eye. Gotcha. So we could see in the right, the, the left eye was gone. The optic nerve was dead. So the goal was always to like keep the good vision, mm-hmm. you know? So Yale being Yale, they did great. They stabilized the vision. Uh, glaucoma tends to be like a progressive thing. So it was all like, they were like, we can keep this going probably for a very long time, you know? Um, but then. You ready? Mm-hmm. I got <laughs> shot in the eye with a water gun. <laughs> At what age? At like uh, 10, the good eye, yeah, like 10. So, and then it detached the retina in the good eye. <laughs> Gosh. Wow. Just a regular old water gun. Uh, it was a fairly large super soaker. So wow. to its credit, it was, it was big. <laughs> oh my God. So you are here thinking, okay, we're doing all this work to you know, maintain the vision in my right eye. And then you're just a kid playing in the backyard and you get shot with a water gun and you lose your vision in your right eye. So it was progressive, but for about three some odd years, it just went slowly. And then it got to the point where like a little bit, I would lose a little and they'd do a surgery to try to, you know, get some back. I'd lose a little and they'd do another surgery. And eventually this doctor, his name is Dr. Bruce Shields, wonderful guy lives in North Carolina now or South Carolina. Now. And he goes, you know, Blessing, why don't we stop doing these surgeries before we really like l- get to zero? Like, you know, why don't we keep the optic nerve alive 
because down the road, there might be something that will be more successful than us literally poking in the back of your eye, hoping for the best. You know what I mean? Okay. So there'd been enough vision loss that he was like, if we do any more, we'll get down to zero. So he was like, let's, he and I both, I remember just the conversation of like, we could keep doing this. Do you want to keep doing this? And I was like, no, I just want to be 13 (laughs) and go live. You know what I mean? So to his credit, whereas most doctors, I think, just want to keep doing things just to say they're doing things. He was like, let's stop this because Mm -hmm. then there is hope still. You know what I mean? So he and I are friends and we talk all the time. And I was like, how did how are you so prescient? And he goes, uh, he'll say to me something like, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing, you know, I wouldn't be honoring my oath to do no harm if I kept doing things just Mm -hmm. because I could. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So props to Dr. Shields. Yeah. And I do think you're right. In the medical world, sometimes it's like even doctors just want to show off their new tricks. So they're like, ooh, let's try this surgery. And we Mm -hmm. really have to know our own bodies and our own selves and trust the process, like you're saying. But so what was that like? I, I can't quite imagine being able to see things and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden not like what well, or or seeing them less good as it, okay as, as in my case so you know what i mean so frustrating like that's the first emotion mm, that comes to my mind a hundred percent frustrating yeah one thousand percent frustrating you know what i mean so like <clears throat> when i when i meet people and they go oh my god you're so optimistic like blah blah blah, blah, blah. and i always try to make the point to be like listen there's uh there's cheap joy right mm-hmm. and then there's like really really good uh like forgive me i'm gonna say that again. there's cheap happiness right where you just pretend everything was okay and yeah. then there's like deep joy where you like you can still be like yeah this is hard but mm-hmm. it's okay right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i hate making it seem like i'm like right like it was very frustrating and it was very like uh like my my headspace at 13, I was like, I just want to run around and keep right. dunking baskets on my friends. Like we were just doing eight minutes ago. What happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and so there's this like part of my uh, 13-ness, 14, 15, where I was like, well, who am I now? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not blessing that was like super athletic and everybody wanted to like, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting rid of allergies. And everybody wanted to like, wanted them on their basketball team. I'm like, blessing that can't see enough to do that stuff anymore. You know what I mean? But then right around then, we got the piano in the house. Um, I'd been playing piano on and off for a while. Um, and But I had all this time and I was like, whoa, the piano is pretty great. Uh, so then I started taking piano seriously because I just had time, you know? Yeah. Um, and... I mean, it's just one of those things where you never, you never see where the story twists, right? Mm-hmm. But like third grade, I, I always tell the story. My third grade girlfriend was playing piano. And I was like, well, if she can do it, I'm going to do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's always a reason. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm going to hang out with, with, with her. I, I was like, so part of the reason I started piano was because her name is Rachel Hurwitz. And she, I've told her this story. So she's like, oh, my God, I'm part of the story. <laughs> so I was like, where do you take piano lessons? So, but I never took it seriously, right? I was always like, uh, if I may, I'm going to be immodest. I was always like musical and maybe just like I had a knack for it. But I was also like eight, nine, ten, And I was like, oh, my God, look at this. You know what I mean? Like 
some commercial on TV just came on. I want that right. too. Right. So you get distracted. Heavily distracted. Yeah. Right. But like, I would always be picking out songs on piano and like singing things. And so everybody was like, oh, wow, he's musical, obviously. But didn't really think twice about it. And then when all this happened, I just had nothing but time to do the thing, mm. you know? So catch 22, piano came to the house, lost a ton of vision, had a bunch of time to sit with the piano, fell in love with the piano. So here we are. I love that you just brought up the part of the, or just a part of life in general where it's like, mm. we can't see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. When you're in the midst of a painful situation, I think yeah. it's oftentimes so defeating and, that's why a lot of us can slip into depression and yes. just like all the process of grief in general is a lot, you know, Oh yeah. there is always something. And that's yeah. like, there's something that we can't see and not yeah. like God gives us pain as mm-hmm. God's trying to punish us. But in this way mm-hmm. of like, just more, like you may have never looked into the piano or really mm-hmm. focused all of your energy there, or even noticed yeah. your talent. I don't know. You know, we don't know, but who knows? Honestly, I think it's the most all across the board. Everybody I've had these kinds of conversations with, I, it dawns on me that we just hate not knowing. Yeah. Like we're, we're all uncomfortable saying, I don't know. And so people were like, why do bad things happen to good people? And you know, on all these big questions and it's like, well, I can tell you what I think, but you know what? I don't know. (laughs) And that's okay. (laughs) Who knows? And like, you just, there's got to, be a, a piece about going i don't know i think people people get people get silly when they try to perfectly rationalize everything like like we, we're supposed to like if god doesn't fit into our logic brain he sucks mm. do you know what i mean yes. when really if you could understand god god would not be very big he would just be another friend you could understand you know what i mean and you can't even yeah. understand your friends <laughs> so like right well, so yeah, I think saying I don't know is uncomfortable for most people. God, it's so true. Well, we're, go ahead. I was going to ask, were you were you singing at that point too, or had you not <laughs> discovered your voice? It's funny because I was always singing, but I was always singing kind of in secret. Like I'd be in my um, in my bedroom getting ready for school, and I'd be playing these records, and I'd be like, it'd be Boys to Men, right? And I'd be mm-hmm. like, uh, love boys to men. You don't even talk anymore. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? uh, we you <laughs> right? Oh right? And, yes. And and I remember going on. Let's don't Like trying to learn all these runs, and um, I was like, man, I think I can do them. But <laughs> I was like nine or ten, and I was like, oh, that's weird. I don't want to do that in front of people. But then. Again, back to middle school, I had all these, I had all these friends, and I'd be like, "Can I sing you some voice to man, and you can tell me if it sounds right?" <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe, like, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I so I would always test it out on my friends, and it was always like some girl, you know what I mean? I'd be like, "Do you want to get pizza after this? <laughs> <laughs> Should we go to Peppy's?" <laughs> <laughs> so. That was always the secret weapon was like, sing them some boys to men, see if they're hungry for pizza. Oh my God, I love that move. That is- so then the piano complimented that. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. Got it, okay. So, um, so once you got to the piano, you were already kind of understanding that you loved music? Loved music. Okay. I, uh, yeah, so yeah. It, you know, it's funny because back in Nigeria, we all sang, we all 
you know, we all went to grow up in church, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like no one in Nigeria says, oh, you could be a musician when you grow up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Singing is just the natural thing we all did. Um, and it was only when I got to the States where I was like, wait, people do this for a living and make money? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. So then it was like, okay, well, the universe just knew maybe he's just mm. going to keep focusing on playing basketball and mm-hmm. we need him to go sit in front of the piano. So yeah, we, <laughs> we, need, we need this to happen. Like, yeah. it's funny, again, like back to the analogies when you work out, you're actually tearing muscle, right? Yeah. You're hurting yourself just enough, right? To then build back stronger. So it's like, oftentimes I'll say to people like, you know, because the question is, are you mad at the kid that shot you in the eye with the water gun? And it's like, yeah. well, A, he was also 10. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like he, it's not like he like went, let me blind him. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was just like, uh, it's a hot day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I'm not mad at him. That's, that's silly. But also, like, if this is going to be heavy, uh, if you can, for instance, if someone could take me back in time and to like eight seconds before that accident happened mm-hmm. and the same thing was going to happen, everything the same, I would literally go, where do I stand to catch that shot? Really? Yeah. Because the person it's let me become is worth that frustration and pain of that time if you if that makes sense it makes so much sense that actually you know what makes I mean? me want to cry yes. yeah because we can't yeah. become like i know me like i'll just cruise right in yeah. life like yeah. life yeah. I, life is hard and so it's like once you get to a certain place you're like i just want to cruise and i just want to yeah. enjoy this but i would never grow as a human if i did mm-hmm. not 
hit the Both. rough patches. Yeah. Like mine has like, come from relationships, dysfunctional mm-hmm. relationships. But mm-hmm. every time I'm coming preach, out. Girl, that, preach girl, yeah. preach. <laughs> <laughs> Same? No. Um, preach girl. Tell I mean, us about it. Yeah. Like it's just like when I'm coming out of those situations, they're so incredibly painful. Mm-hmm. And it's like I am bumping up against myself in those relationships in yes. such an atrocious way. Like mm-hmm. I hate I become, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I'm getting through the pain, eventually it's like, Oh my gosh, all of that pain and all of that mm-hmm. darkness, all the things that I've learned have yes. helped me to become such a better version of myself. Yes. Right. Like, and at the end of the day, it's like what you hopefully pick up along the way is that old cliche. Like everybody's going through it. Right. Yes. Like, Every be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you never you walk by so and so and you're like, God, why is that guy such a jerk? Like he didn't even apologize for bumping into me. And yeah. like you have no idea what's in that guy's head right now. Right. Yeah. And so oftentimes I think all of this really has only made me think uh and almost reflexively, two things is like for, thing number one is like, I wonder what that person's going through. Mm. That makes them such a jerk for lack mm-hmm. of a you know that makes them such a mm, bless their heart you know what i mean yeah <laughs> what are they going through what is going on in their life that they can't even be present enough in their humanity to see that they're hurting people mm. right and then wow. this the the second thing <clears throat> is is that on some level like you know listen i'm blind right so i walk into a room and i go Hey, will you guys help me find such and such? I can't see. People yeah. go, oh my God, of course. Like, geez, yeah. What do you need? You're right. So yeah. like, or if I bump into someone and they see me using a cane, they'll be like, oh God, no worries. Don't worry about it. And then, but like, you know, for me, I think, man, I, I kind of have it easy. I know what's wrong. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I see terribly, right? That's, that, that's the, pro- that's the, that's where it at. That's where it's at. But Everybody does, you know, we're, we all have quote unquote disabilities, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas I know what mine is. Most people walking around are under the delusion that they are normal or fine or whatever, fill in the blank. And they look at me and go, oh, God, it must be so hard to be blessed. Like, oh, yeah. he's like, he can't see anything. Meanwhile, I'm like, bro, you don't even know what's wrong with you. <laughs> like, how am I going to even start to try to help you? You're so... <laughs> unaware of your own uh you know disability like you can't even go hey i'm sorry like someone really hurt me when i was a kid and it makes me a jerk like oh i'm so sorry like my dad said a really mean thing to me and it's been stuck in my head and it's made me do nothing but try to prove him wrong for my entire life you see what i'm saying so like yeah the like most people aren't even aware of those things that make them uh, difficult to deal with sometimes if that makes any sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, I hear so much acceptance and like, well, this is your journey in this lifetime. It's just like, okay, I know what it is. I, and my eyesight is not going to be my strongest quality, but <laughs> how else can I lean into this journey? And um, what can I bring to people? I do. Hmm. I'm like, you have to have bad days though, right? Like the rest. Oh of my it. God. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. Like, yeah. Oh, seriously. 1000%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be silly. I'd be like a psychopath. You know right. what I mean? That's the thing is like to, to, 
to pretend you don't have bad days just makes you like a, a dirty round liar. You know, right, I mean? right. Um, I would say that um, being from Nigeria and dealing with like the annoying annoyances of blindness has mm-hmm. made it so that when I have a bad day, I go, "All right, put this in perspective. What's really wrong?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's this like, "What's really wrong?" thing that I always go through in my head. Because a bad day, it's probably not as bad as it seems. Again, it's not to say it's easier or like reflexively, but like at the end of the day, woke up, probably, you know, I live in my apartment, like there's food. Mm-hmm. It, there is a, there's a sense in my head where I'm like, I've been through pain and all this stuff. And a, and a bad day in the grand scheme of things is just a bad day. I think right. we tend to blow things out of proportion. Like, oh, so-and-so didn't call, like, I don't coffee spilled, mm-hmm. traffic's bad. I never understand people that put so much energy into how frustrated they are. It's like, I mean, mm-hmm. what, what is that doing for you? You know? I like your I point, know. though, of like what's really going on. Because it's right. never really about the traffic, right? Correct. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you, again, it's like if you could see, if you knew enough of yourself to know what's really hurting you, mm-hmm. then that bad, you know, the bad day tends to be a symptom of the deeper thing. And most people don't know enough to ask about the deeper thing. You know, they're just like, oh. everybody's a terrible driver. And, yeah. blah, blah, blah. and you're like, oh, what's what hurts? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It's not that. God, I love that. I mean, that's the whole reason I even want to do this podcast ever is because I like to help people get to like, what's really going on? And like, right. why are we doing what we're doing to each other? Because Oof. we're not loving each other or loving life or loving ourselves. Like yeah. there's something going on and there's some block, but yeah, it's not traffic. I'll tell you that. It's <laughs> not. Ooh, there you go. That's your next book. It's not traffic. <laughs> it's not the traffic. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's really not. And like watching people put energy into quote unquote, the traffic yeah, is like, because there's the thing, I can't teach someone that it's not traffic. I'm, you know, I know because I've had to figure it out in myself by going through some things, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I feel like there are people who want to find peace and not, but they don't want to go through the, 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 the turmoil it takes to really get there. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that is so true. Yes. You know, they're like, how are you so happy? I'm like, well, I lost my vision at, 13. Right. <laughs> Do you want to know the rest? <laughs> I bet that stops some people in their tracks. <laughs> like, but it's, oh, you know, okay. It's like, Do you really want to, you know, it's, it, uh, but someone else is going to go, you're going to go, wow, how are you so happy? And someone's going to go, well, right. my mom died at nine. Like, mm. how are you so happy? Well, uh, my parents didn't love, you know what I mean? Like, in order yeah. to figure out what happiness is, I defy anybody to tell me how to do it without having experienced some very heavy things. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I mean? like, say that. Yeah. Without the true pain, you can't feel true joy, unfortunately. Okay. Kelly, are you ready? I'm going to hit I'm you. I'm ready. I'm going to hit you with something. What you got? <clears throat> I'm, a, I'm a nerd. Okay. There's a philosopher named Albert Camus. I've had so many opportunities to throw this quote out. And yeah. I love it every time. Okay. Albert Camus says, Ah. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, Grief carves a canyon so that joy may overflow it. Oh my God. Uh, all right. Merry Christmas. Yeah. I just got really choked up. Grief carves a canyon so that joy may overflow it. Mm. So, like, the deeper the grief, the greater the joy has to be to not only fill it, but then overflow it. 
Yes. That is the best thing I've ever heard. That it's, I'm like speechless right now. That is so perfect. Mm -hmm. Albert Camus. So now that we know, I mean, I see now what your journey is and I see like that you could turn to music. If you had to say like, what is something that, I mean, is this something like joy? Is that what you want to bring to people with music or what do you feel like (laughs) drives you with Mm -hmm. music and people? Communicating. First and foremost, I love people, ideas. So first and foremost, I just love being around people and talking to people. And I think that um, we're always listening, learning something, right? And music in particular is like a powerful uh, instrument, a powerful means to communicate, right? And if joy was the only thing I wanted to communicate, I'd be a very one-dimensional character, right? But I can talk to you about pain, Mm. right? I can talk to you about sadness. I can talk to you like I'm, I'm fluent in all of those things, versatilely fluent in all of those mm-hmm. things. So it's like at the end of the day, joy is there, right? But I want to really more or less say to somebody that wherever you are, someone's been there and someone's gotten out and you're going to get out, mm. right? So like w- whatever moment you find yourselves in, it's not about jumping to joy immediately. Because that's, you know, it's like when someone tells you all the time, like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. At some point you go, hey, I don't need that right now. Right. <laughs> like, no, it's not, not okay right now. Yeah, to not it's not be okay. okay right and it's okay that it's not okay. So it's like, right. it's never just about like, joy. Because <laughs> that's horrible in the wrong moment, right? Yeah. But it is about like, being where you are and being okay with where you are, A. Mm-hmm. And then starting the process of looking around to find where joy starts, you know? Mm. So that's it. Yeah. I mean, and that makes so much sense because honestly, even as you were talking, I'm thinking, well, if blessing is telling me about sadness and pain, like I believe it way more than, you know, Joe Schmo who just wants to talk about the good stuff. Cause I know your story and I know you've been through hard times and I know Mm -hmm. that you're living a life now that I'm sure you bump up against hard times Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We can, we can compare stories. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But when you talk about the journey or the feeling, like I just believe it automatically even more. Is that what draws you to songwriting? You know, I think that's what draws me to artistry. Okay. Is, is like, like it's easy to be like, don't worry about a thing because everyone's going to be all right. Right. Yeah. Like it's easy to write those songs. Very true songs. But if you have a full record of those songs, like, then no one's going to turn on your music when they are not feeling that. Mm-hmm. Like, like if it's all about sadness, then you never need to write like, you know, ain't no sunshine when she's gone, right? Because that's yeah. also yeah. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Ain't no sun. I was a little flat. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but but, <laughs> but it's like every human emotion is worth sitting in, being with. It's not about running away from it. It's about like looking at it, right? Like Mm -hmm. the most millennial statement ever, my therapist says, right? (laughs) (laughs) My therapist got me to realize that like, like sitting with yourself is a very powerful thing Mm -hmm. because a lot of what people do is try to 
they they run into uncomfortable feelings. They're like, we got to escape this. This is terrible. And then they do self-destructive things. Yeah. Right. As opposed to being like, I am sad. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just let's be in there. It's okay. Right. It's okay to be sad. Sadness doesn't hurt you. It's just a feeling. Even if it's uncomfortable, it's just a feeling. Right. And being in the feeling is half the battle. Because once you can just sit in it, your body eventually goes, okay, cool. Now what? (laughs) You know what I mean? Totally. So it's the only way to get through it. The only way out is through. Yes. It's as a culture, too, we're also sort of obsessed with feeling like we have to be happy all the time that even, you know, even, even when, you know, you're, I I just read a book called um, toxic positivity and it Mm. talked about like, you know, when your friend loses a job, not to say things like, well, you know, think about all the free time you're going to have, like, don't go immediately to the positive, say things like, Hey, I know this sucks. I'm here for you. If you want to talk about it and let them and let people feel those feelings because otherwise it's, it mutes the joy when it's true joy. You know, oh my god! The pendulum's yes. going to swing both ways. If you don't let the the canyon get carved, if you don't let grief do its work, then you're never going to every every joy you feel will always be shallow, mm. right? So it's just like yeah, like it's not coming from Africa, right? Coming from a place where things are not settled and the stories we get told aren't that you deserve blank, right? In, in in third world countries, no one's going saying to you, of course, you're supposed to be happy. They going, you know, the, the, the narrative is, yeah, listen, life's hard, mm. right? Look around you. Life is hard, right? Fact. However, we love you. They love you. This is your community. You're happy. You're healthy. You woke up this morning. Like, God, you know, yeah. so there, there is a, there's an inherent, I guess, idea that we deserve something mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is, again, I, I've lived here since I was six, so I'm not even immune to it myself. It's just like we think we deserve worldly comfort. We think it's due us. We think we are owed it, right? We expect it. It's ours. Why would I not? We think we're due like good health, right? Right. We think we deserve so many things when really says who? Who told you that? It's right. so like, true. Yeah, that's honestly like what we were. Yeah, we're we're just grown up or like I was going to say born thinking, mm -hmm. but I think we're taught at such a young age. Yeah. 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 Like you're taught that like, you know, if you do all the right things, then nothing bad will ever happen. And that that is is not true. And and what that really does is it sets people up for such pain. Mm -hmm. Right. And disappointment when they run into real life, which doesn't care. Like life just does what. My hair, my the girl that does my hair, she goes, listen, listen, life be life in sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> life be life in. Life just be life. <laughs> be life Be life sometimes. <laughs> like that's it. I need a sign life, that says that in my life be life in, right? Like she's just like, listen, life be life in sometimes. And like, that's it. <laughs> right? <laughs> life just is life, right? Yeah. And if life catches you in a good moment, you celebrate. If life mm-hmm. catches you in a bad moment, okay, cool. It's a bad moment. Mm-hmm. But like no one says you you like you didn't have to wake up this morning. Right. Right? Like you were not in control of whether you woke up or not. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that we're just up talking and not, you know, 
sick, not in the hospital, not hungry. Mm-hmm. Like we're doing so well. And most people that are having the traffic days, like they don't even know how well they're doing. Right. And they're letting the silly things get to them. It's like, nah, that's not important. Life be life. And life be life. life. Sometimes. We always say life on life's terms, but I love that. Life oh, no, this one's life and Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. My dad texts me in the morning, every morning, and he says, the sun came up. And it's just this, like, really simple reminder. Like, we get a whole oh. day, you know? The sun came up. The sun came up. I have, I wake up, and I have a roof over my head, and I have yes. food in my refrigerator. And yes. Yes. Does that mean that uh, I don't have pain? Absolutely not. But, yeah. like, there are just things that are going to happen in life. And you're so right about our country. I went to Bali this summer, and one of the main things I left with was, like, they don't live in excess, nor do they right. it. like, they're like, right. do I have what I need? Yeah. Then I'm blessed. And now, here, just, just to, uh, mo- not moderate, but just to, to, uh, speak to that. Yeah. America's awesome. We yes. come to America because it's awesome. So it's like, yes. both things can be true. Yes. I, when I say this, I always go, oh, but this is not an America not hate not. fest yeah. or a Western right. hate fest. Like right. there's some dope stuff out here. We love it. I love it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, um, 
<clears throat> the uh, with every good thing, I guess there's a cautionary tale, right? And the cautionary tale is just the idea that part of having so much, part of being as wealthy as we all are here, is the the expectation that's inherently built in that it's yours and belongs to you, and it's due to you, and it's like owed to you. I think that's the danger, which I think we've all fallen into. Is like, oh yeah, this is I I deserve this. You know what I mean? And I think that's really what the issue is. Whereas in Bali and Nigeria and most other parts of the world where, where we don't have, there are not as many creature comforts, all you are brought up to think is gratitude for everything. Yeah. Right? Gratitude for everything. The sun came up. Right. That's it. Grateful. You woke up. Grateful. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's just this exercise that I have to remind myself to practice, you know, and we forget to practice here. It's just like, and again, it's like, it sounds cheesy, but just like the art of realizing that you're not in control because listen, the queen of England just died. I know. All her majesty and money and billions and power. Eh. Turns out life be laughing sometimes. <laughs> even, even to the queen. Even to the queen. And she succumbed, succumbed mm -hmm. to the age-old enemy that is time and death. Yeah. All of us. That we know? all will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So really, perspective and, and gratitude is, is all it is. Yes. Oh, it's so good. This is exactly the reminders I've needed. I also, also <laughs> always think about the like if thens, which you kind of touched oh, on. Yeah. Like, if I do all this, then I deserve X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z. Like, mm -hmm. that's a really big one I get stuck in. And it's yeah. just, again, I, I do think that even if, you know, because we are so blessed, we have to remind ourselves about gratitude a little more often. The yes. answer is always there. <laughs> Yes. Because no yeah. matter what is falling apart in my life, which, you know, I think for a lot of us in the last couple of years has been multiple it's things. It's been a lot. Yeah. It's <laughs> the been whole a lot. world, it turns out. Exactly. <laughs> but here we are and like we're alive and we're, you know, able to have this conversation, just like you said. And, um, like and I'm sitting here in a studio making music. You, you have Who a guitar in your lap. Like, yep, I mean, sure you got your hair did. It looks so mm -hmm. good. Like, her <laughs> We have an amazing <laughs> shoot next week that we're going to rock yes. out. Like, there's just all this fun stuff and great stuff in everyone's life. If you really, like, take a moment, I'm sure you can find something. I always, like, tell people, look for five things. But yes. even if you can just find two. Like, Ellie, I might bring Reese. I might bring my hairstylist. Please so do. You can I love because, it. I would buy it. Reese, Reese life be life in. I need to hear, I need to hear some more nuggets oh, like that. Oh, <laughs> got. she's got stories, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we are obviously shooting next week, which I just mentioned. Yes. And I know that's because you have a lot of new music coming out. So let's talk a little um, bit about music, music before we have to go. <laughs> Tell us like, what were your, what's your biggest inspiration musically from when you were a kid? Man, I so I came to the States at six and I grew up with my uncle, who's obviously significantly older. Yeah. And he would play, you know, Motown, Beatles, like every good music, gospel, jazz, right? So I grew up on all that stuff. And being that I didn't really, I wasn't born here, I didn't realize that it was old music. So like I would go to third grade and my friends would be like, oh my God, have you heard of NSYNC? <laughs> and I'd be like, Psh check out Barry White <laughs> and I'd like pull out a Barry White record and they'd be like, 
what is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea that that was like really weird and old to be like eight and listening to Barry White. So I'd be like, "Mm, this guy right here. And it'd just be like a picture of Barry White in a trench coat. (laughs) Like like, what? What? Exactly. And I was like, eventually I was like, oh, that's weird. I can't do that anymore. We should stop. But like, (laughs) I grew up on so much, so much, so much music that it was just, you know, but the commonality between everything I grew up on is that it said something worth hearing okay. and worth keeping into in, in, in your head. Even if it was just like, you know, you're going to be fine. I love you. Like every song is really just trying to, we're all trying to say the same things over and over again, right? So it's like, you know, every, every kind of music I love leaves you after you listen to it, feeling something in your heart, Yeah, you know? And that's really all I want to do is just like, make the kind of music that you can turn on at any given point of life. Right. Yeah. So it's, that's what I could, every time I've ever read you, you know, being interviewed or anything, you're like, my biggest goal would be to have a number one in every genre. Uh, like, yep, correct. Yeah. Genre is a, is a, is a construct. <laughs> yeah. You know? I hear a lot of musicians say that. I think it's, do y'all feel this? I don't know. Chip is like way more in touch with this than I would be, but do you feel like they're sort of going away a little bit? Just by I, sheer... Go ahead, Chip. Tell us. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I think the iPod, you know, yes. which is not is not new. And, you know, it's been around for 20 plus years at this point. But yeah. the iPod was the beginning of the end of genre. Yes. I mean, there's always, there's always going to be people that need things put in boxes. So yes. we do that for them. But I think... Yes the um the avid music consumer doesn't right. they color outside the lines they listen to I, everything you know i mean listen i have my ratchet playlist right? so don't, get <laughs> yeah. like, we are, don't we all i, I have the ratchet <laughs> right it's in there right yeah well but, you know and i i think i think the damage that genre does too is, is it, it causes certain things to not be discovered you know like right. I think in some parts of the world, country music, country right. music is a dirty word. Right. Mm-hmm. To some people, Correct. Christian music is a dirty word. Right. Right. right and right, right. um and you know I was li- I spent all day listening to your music today and Aww. and <laughs> and I I, I wouldn't norm- I wouldn't normally go for spiritual music, but like lyrically, it was. I, I know what you're saying, but there's, yep. it's, there's double entendre in it. It can be listened, <laughs> and not in a sexual double entendre way. Like, it is, chip, chip, chip. It's okay. It is, <laughs> it, is as, it is as secular as it is religious because the way that you wrote the lyrics, um, it could it could mean anything to anyone. You know, there's a lot of just hope in it. Right, right. Um, and, it, you know, so to me, it was like, an example of genre getting in the way, you know, how well, something is classified right. so that it ends up on certain playlists or gets Correct. certain listeners. Right. Um, and I think it's important as music fans for us to, to be part of breaking down those walls. And honestly, when I um, got with Capital, um, I literally said, Hey guys, they said, what do we, what do we, what's your genre? And I said, if it, if you call it anything less than pop, I'll be really upset. Mm. Right. right? Right. Because pop just means popular, right? And I remember when Adele came out, she was like adult contemporary, right? Because when when Chasing Pavements and all these songs came out before it got huge, it was like they were like NPR records, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, that's kind of nice. There's this British girl. She's singing really, really like kind of thinky, earthy songs. And it was like, oh, that's the the hip, like sub underground 
thinking person's record, right? And they kept calling it pop music. And they had they kept telling the music universe, like, no, this is pop. No, this is pop. No, this is pop. And then Rolling in the Deep came out and they were like, oh, it's pop. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Right. But like Adele doesn't sound like any other pop. It, you know, the 30, 30 record that just came out, it's got all ballads in it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like genre will encompass anything you tell it to you just have to tell it enough right like there is room in pop i mean pop goes from ed sheeran to katie perry to uh you know what's that the young blood uh what's his name young is it young blood the british kid yeah there is young blood yeah to to not or um lil nas x like it's a who what who knows anymore you know and my goal for my music is always accessible to whoever. Like, you know, I make lyrical choices on purpose, right? Um, you may have not have never attended church. So I say to myself, I know what I want to say, but if I say Jesus because I'm not wanting to do the extra work of finding another word, I've made the choice to um, say to somebody who might not have been to church, I don't want you to listen to this. Mm. Right. right. I, I I grew up in church. I know Jesus, right? Yeah. But if if I write a song and just sit with myself and go, if someone's not been to church in a while, what how could I still give them this hope? Right. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of decide in my mind that I want to be inclusive in my music. Uh then, you know, people are going to hear it and hear the words that in whatever life experience they may have had just turns them off or shuts them down. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, next. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or I can say, I, I think they need this. And if that means I, for this song, for this album, for the, you know, modify this to be open to more people, I think I'd really like that. And that way Chip listens and goes, huh, I didn't think I'd like, but I, I kind of, I like this, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's a, it's a conscious effort on my part. To, uh, I think people need hope, and I think that sometimes language gets in the way of hope. You know, um, not true. yeah, not to say that there aren't songs where I'm like Jesus. That's that's not the problem. It's just like you know, to say to someone, "Hey, there's going to be brighter days." Yeah, that's a statement that is good for Chip, good for blessing, good for someone in church, good for someone, you know. It, not to be blasphemous, but like in going through something as horrible as what's happening in Ukraine, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's there for us all. And mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. also thinking um, that you said that language could get in the way of hope. I wonder mm-hmm. if language could also get in the way of connection. You know, like if we say that you said that was your goal with music yeah. is to connect. Yes. And if we do put ourselves in boxes, sometimes you're Mm -hmm. right. Like everyone has had a different life experience. What if you were born in a place that, you know, practices Buddhism and not Christianity, like there's all these different things. And so how do you connect with the most people by giving hope? Right. And it's, it's just a matter of realizing that there are just these common human experiences that we all have. Yes. Right. No matter no matter what you grew up believing or not believing, you're going to hurt. Mm. You're going to feel sadness. You're going to feel loneliness. You're going to feel joy. If, if you're lucky, you're going to, we're all humans. We're all here. Mm-hmm. We're all trying to get through it. Right. 
I think I've discovered some things that helped me get through it. I'm, yeah. I'm going to share them with you. Uh, and maybe you'll share with me some of your things. And yeah. that's, that's human and that's life. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Well, we are big fans. And if you guys haven't <laughs> checked out Blessings Music, I really encourage you to do so. It is, you can sing your booty off and write amazing lyrics. <laughs> and as Chip said earlier, I mean, it's just, it, you can connect on all different kinds of levels. Yeah. Really great. So you guys go check out Blessing. Blessing, tell us what you have coming up. I know there's new music coming out, like I said. So tell us everything. There's a ton of new music coming out. There's a I'm on the road with Lauren Daigle for a few dates this fall. A gentleman named Brandon Lake for a few dates this fall. Nice. Um, there's some there's some TV, there's you know, uh some some songs that I'm featuring on coming out. So please just follow along. Blessing offer offer is spelled O F F O R. So it sounds like the word offer, but it's spelled offer. Yeah. So like but don't pronounce it like that. That's not yeah. how it goes. <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys just please please join join the journey. Yeah, and your blessing yeah. o- offer on Instagram, right? At blessing, blessing offer on Instagram, blessing offer Perfect. on Twitter. I think on Facebook we're ble- and on on TikTok we're blessing offer music, but otherwise it's it's always one of those. Are you TikToking a lot? Tell me about this Girl, process. I cannot get into it. <laughs> <laughs> The bane of every artist's existence. Right? We are we are TikToking as much as we need to, <laughs> to because that's how life goes now. <laughs> yes, apparently TikTok is the place. Well, yeah, I mean, it so, does it does it's it moves music, but it yeah. annoys artists. <laughs> it is. It's like I just had to buy a thing to learn to like sing duets. I'm just like, what? What on <laughs> wow. TikTok? Oh yeah, it, you need this eye rig that like plugs your phone into a thing, and so you can oh, sound gosh. like. Uh, I'm like, You're hey, like listen, I'm I, a singer though. I play piano <laughs> real good. <laughs> can we go there? <laughs> right. Well, if you guys want to check out Blessing on TikTok, it sounds like a journey over there. So. Sounds like a trip for sure. Is. <laughs> well, Blessing, thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing your story with the listeners. I feel like you gave so many good nuggets. I know. I'm. I feel like we just did therapy right now. So, hundred percent. <laughs> The takeaway, guys, life be life in. All right. Life be yes. life in. Well, obviously, we know the name of this podcast. Now. Yes. <laughs> All right. Blessing. Thanks so much for being here. I will see you Thank next you week. I cannot wait. Yas, Queen. Yas. Thank you so for listening. <laughs> Great to you meet you. Too. Blessing. Yeah. Bye, Chip. All right. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? 
Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.